0: This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. You know, when you have someone that's gone to heaven before you, it's very comforting. It's a a strength. I I want to look this morning, it's it's more than that. it's, It's greater than that because it can give you strength in the day that you're living now when you have this understanding about heaven. So I want to look at John chapter 14, verse 1. It says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may also, may be also. So heaven is a place that is prepared for us, prepared for the believer. Hell is not prepared for us. In fact, hell is not prepared for mankind. The Bible says it was prepared for Satan and his followers, the the angels that followed him. But there are people who refuse and reject the love of a father, and they make a choice to go to hell, but we have a place prepared for us. we saw last week, and uh, if you weren't here, please listen online and because I'm not going to go back over. It, but heaven is a city we found out, and a city has buildings and it has uh, people going about that has business it has restaurants it has events it has entertainment it has art it has all these things and I said sports i i believe it has all these things in in the city called heaven and it 's prepared for us and also I, I might show later on it 's actually called a country too it's uh, anyway i 'm not going Start off, off on that. Okay. <clears throat> Stick to what I have here. But you don't hear heaven preached about much. But if you notice here, he said, don't let your heart be troubled. Why? Because I have a place prepared for you. This life is temporary. I don't care how long you try to make it perfect. It never will be. It'll never get there. And you won't get there either. But there is a perfect place prepared for us, so don't let your heart be troubled. This life will pass away and be gone, but eternity, forever, forever. It's hard for our minds to comprehend, but forever in a perfect place. And we looked at the reunions, the, the, the those that have died and gone before us, and, and meeting them and seeing them, and what a grand reunion! It will be. What a a time of rejoicing. Those that have left us. Are in your future. Those believers are in your future. And then they will never leave your life. They'll always be there. So I believe it's motivation for us to reach our families. Our friends. To touch our world. When we have an understanding of heaven. You know. When you're going towards a destination so wonderful, so awesome, it kind of makes the journey better because you know where you're headed. You might have a flat tire on the way. You might have a, a, a blowout, but you know where you're headed. And when this place is so good, we've got to tell people. We've got to reach others because just as good as heaven is, Hell is is that the opposite, that bad. Where you have family reunions in heaven, in hell, you're alone. It's loneliness. And, and we'll look at that uh, later on. So we got Easter coming up. It's a great time to invite someone. We have eVites on, on, online on our website. You can send someone an eVite to, to Easter. And they tell us that Uh, seven out of ten people who are invited to come on Easter will come to church. So invite them. Get them to come. So Satan hates heaven. He hates hates it so much because it gives us strength. Even when there's troubled times, say, I've got heaven before me. Heaven's my home. I'm headed there. But see, we're losing the... The marketing arena, son, the devil is, is saying, hey, you want a party? Come to hell. Saying, that's where the good times are. Let's go there. I'm on the highway. You don't hear, I'm on the highway to heaven. No, it's the highway to hell. <laughs> and, and all this marketing's going on, but it's all a lie. There is no party there. It's nothing but Torment. The party's in heaven. That's where the party and celebration is. That's where you want to go. That's where you have family and friends. Heaven is so much better. You know, we don't hear it talked about much in church. We here hear it's a better destination. But I want you to know it's far better. It's not even close. It pales in comparison to the other place. Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And I I mentioned that we get a glimpse of of heaven from the scriptures. And God wants us to use our imagination. Why would he call heaven a city if he didn't want us to picture a city? He wants you to use your imagination. As much as you can imagine, it's better. But he wants us to, he wants to stir the imaginations, but we, it's fueled by scriptures. We look at scriptures, and that fuels our imagination. So Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. He's implying, I want you to look forward to what I prepared for you. Or he wouldn't have told us this. I don't know about you, but the first time I traveled in a plane... It was a rainy, like our last few days have been. I mean, it's rainy, it's overcast, can't see the sun or anything. And I get on the plane, and we break through the clouds. It was like a whole different world up there. There was the sunshine. I could see for for miles. And I just kind of I was in awe of it. I just, wow. And the first thing out of me was, God, I have limited you. Man, have I limited you. You're bigger, so much bigger than I've ever known. Well, I, I believe that's the way heaven is. I believe that we're going to be there and just all the time we'll be in awe, just startled by God's beauty and, and, and the things that He has in, in store for us. Because we're headed for a city. That the maker and builder is God. And God builds good things. I'm telling you, this place is awesome. And we get to spend eternity there. Eternity there. <laughs> and verse 3 says, For if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again. And receive you to myself. That where I am. There you may also be. He said that where I am. You will be. He's saying I'm going to dwell with you. God himself. God the father. And Jesus will be there. Let me tell you. That's all that really needs to be said by heaven right there that we all should want to go because he's there. And because he's there, it's called heaven. <laughs> because where he's at, there's heaven. They go, they go together. Forever we will never be separated from the direct, unhindered fellowship with God. God's glory will be in the very air that we Breathe. So make no mistake, the greatest prize of heaven is God himself. That God will be there. And he'll live and dwell with us. Every time that you breathe, you'll breathe in the presence of God, the glory of God. And everything will be perfect there. There'll be no crime, no doubt, no unbelief. There will be no hindrances All these things that God has prepared for us, Jesus, or God, is the center of it. And he's prepared it for all of us. Our our faith will be sight. We will see God, the beauty and the wonder of heaven. And it will consist of of his love. And everything will be centered around him. Jonathan Edwards wrote... Now, he was a minister a long time ago, 1733, but I thought this was good. God is the highest good of the reasonable creature, and the enjoyment of him is the only happiness with which our souls can be satisfied. To go to heaven fully to enjoy God is infinitely better than the most pleasant accommodations here. Fathers and mothers... Husbands, wives, children, or the company of earthly friends are but shadows. Shadows of our intimacy and relationship with him. But the enjoyment of God is the substance. These are but scattered beams, but God is the sun. These are but streams, but God is the foundation. These are but drops, but God is the ocean. There's, uh, I believe, it's in one of the C.S. Lewis books that he he talked about eating uh, some fruit in heaven. that tasted so good that men in the earth would kill each other over it. I mean, we're talking about a heavenly place, uh, an awesome place. But what makes it awesome is Him, that He's there. And the devil says, "Well, it's just going to be one endless." church service. It's going to be boring. God's not boring. He's the most fascinating, interesting, awesome being that exists. And he's going to live with us. We're his kids. And we're going to be together for all eternity. God's going to be that close. What if I have a bad thought? You won't. You won't. All that's gone. There is no tempter. Somebody I'll be smiling over that. I'm happy about it. <laughs> going to heaven without God would be like a bride going on her honeymoon with a groom. <laughs> the best part of heaven is enjoying God's presence and the heaven him actually dwell among us. We have access to the throne of God. Actually, you got that now. But it says that the, the throne of God is actually in the center of the city. And you'll be able to go into the, the physical substance, the throne room. I mean, want we'll to go. Later, later. We need you here. Stuff to be done. 2 Corinthians 5.8 says, We are confident, yes, well pleased, rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. When you die, you go straight to be with the Lord. Or you go the other place. But we are linked up in believers. We go straight to be with Him. Philippians 1, 23, For I'm hard pressed between the two having the desire to depart and be with Christ, which is far better. This is Paul speaking. And he said, it is far better to be there. It is far better to be with him. And this is your destination. John 14, verse 16, I will pray the Father, he will give you another helper, but he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. So we talked about God the Father and Jesus. They're there. But the Holy Spirit's there too. Where's the Holy Spirit? Now. He's in the earth in believers. But when you go to heaven, the Holy Spirit goes with you. Because he said he would dwell inside of the believer forever. So it's the first time we'll be together with God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and we're going to live with the complete Godhead for all eternity. I'm talking about awesome. We don't have words to to say it right, how good this will be. Who would you like to spend the evening with in heaven? Maybe you would like to pick your favorite musician or an artist or a scientist. Maybe Paul. Maybe uh, Ruth. Who would it be? Maybe Eric Little, Chariots of Fire. Who would you want to spend the evening with? And, and maybe, and what you, you want to do is just spend time with them and ask them about different things that they accomplished and what happened. And you, you, your hope is they like being with you too. That you have something to add to the conversation. But I want you to know your first choice should be Jesus he chose you. He wanted your company. He wanted us for all eternity. He paid the price. He shed his blood. He went to the cross. He did it all for us that we could be in his company for all eternity. You've been chosen. You've been selected by God to be His part of his family and to be with him. I believe, can you imagine hanging out with Jesus? Hey, Jesus, you want to go shoot some hoops? Hey, Bob, you want to go fishing? tonight? No, I'm going to hang out with Jesus today. We're going to lunch. Imagine going to lunch with Jesus. Can you imagine someone sitting before you who knows the answer to any question you could ever ask and know that it's 100% correct? Every time. Can you imagine how fascinating how he all knowledge, understanding? He's the master artist. He's the master musician, the master singer. Can can you imagine sitting and just hanging out with him? Jesus, let's let's get in the river of life and go for a swim. Let's get one of those those chariots. Let's just get up in the atmosphere for a while and just jump out. (laughs) No parachute. No rocket ship. Just wow. And I believe each and every day there'll be a time in heaven we'll go wow, like in awe. And worship would come out of us. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you Lord. For preparing this place. And see we can appreciate the good. Can you imagine Adam and Eve in the garden. And Eve is going. Oh Adam. So gorgeous in this garden. And the sun on my face just feels wonderful. These animals are so cool. Would you name this one, Adam? Oh, yeah. Man, they're so cool. They're they're so much fun. And go, hey, Adam, take a bite of this mango. I mean. And Adam goes, "Uh, Eve, you shouldn't focus. Don't focus on the the food and the, the animals and the gorgeous weather. You should focus on God. He wouldn't do that. Because when you focus on what God has provided, what He's prepared, you're actually giving him thanks. Because you know what the father wants? His, a father wants his kids to enjoy what He's provided. You know what happens when there's appreciation, there's thanksgiving and worship to God, you're appreciating and enjoying what He's provided? It's honoring him. It's blessing his heart and i believe there will be eruptions of, of praise and worship and i believe it'll just it'll be domino effect sometimes somebody will say hallelujah this this boy this fruit's so good can you men uh, taste buds that are 100% functioning they say the smartest people on the earth they function with a brain less than 10% how about taste buds buds they are 100% you're talking about some food you know many times I've thought and probably you have too in in reading the word just thought what would it be like to walk with Jesus now like the disciples did we're going to get to experience that we're going to get to walk with him We're going to get to have that time with him like they had. Everything that we find in heaven is God revealing himself to us. God revealing himself to us. Mike, I think there will be wilderness adventures there that you've never dreamed about. I think there will be so much fun there. I've had uh, some glimpses and some dreams. And, that, and they were just glimpses. I, I want you to know, heaven is real. Heaven's a real place. And it's our place. He's prepared it for us. Let me find out where I was, because I have no idea. Okay. Our enjoyment of what God's provided cannot be separated from our worship, thankfulness, and appreciation of Him. We honor God when we enjoy what He has provided for us. So I want to look at Jesus' resurrection body, some because that's the body that we will have in heaven a resurrected body like Jesus got when He was raised from the dead. I truly believe that the most beautiful person that we uh, see in the earth today the, mo- the most beautiful would pale into, in comparison to what heaven has for you. I, I really believe if we saw Adam and Eve before the curse in the garden we would all gasp at, at the sight of them. And probably if Adam and Eve saw us they would be in shock and have great pity for us. Because, see, the curse came in the earth. And there's never been anyone born since then, after the fall, that has not been born into a earth that is cursed. When I had the dream and I saw Ellen's mom, my mother-in-law, who had passed on, she was radiant. She was beautiful and I, I knew her. I mean, it didn't look like her the way I had remembered her, but I knew her. And you talking about just what being in God's presence all the time. You don't think you'll get radiant. You don't think your face will clear up, baby, like nothing. There's nothing on earth that can do it like that. It's no effort. You have permanent makeup. I mean, it looks awesome. You just, wow. Okay. Resurrection body. I will will say this. Your resurrection body will please you. It will please the Lord. and It will be pleasing to others. Philippians 3 verse 20. For our citizenship in heaven. From which also uh, our citizenship is in heaven. From which we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who will transform our Lowly bodies that may be conformed to his glorious body according to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. You see there, John twenty nineteen, Jesus came through locked doors to his disciples. Luke twenty-four, twenty-one, that's when he disappeared on the road to Emmaus. Remember he was talking to the two, he disappeared. Acts one nine, when Jesus left the earth, he defied gravity. And he ascended up in the air. We get that body. Jesus got his resurrected body. And that's the body you'll have for eternity. Jesus ate food. We know that. And we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, People that have died and came back speak of of swimming uh, and going underwater not needing anything, being able to breathe underwater, all kinds of things that uh, you can read about. What will we eat in heaven, or, or will we eat in heaven? I already mentioned that Jesus did, so your resurrection body will eat. If you remember, his first meal was a fish. He had fish and chips. That's the first meal. We'll probably have fish and chips in, in heaven. Uh, we got the marriage supper of the lamb. Can you, you imagine a, a marriage supper with no food, no dessert? You mean there's going to be dessert and have it? Absolutely. There's there's no addictions. There's no sugar issues or problems there. You can have all you want. Banana pudding. You don't, ladies. You don't have to just buy the dark dark chocolate it's supposed to be good for. You can have the good stuff. We have the good stuff. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna have fun. <laughs> right. Will we experience hunger and thirst in heaven? You know, some say no, and this is the verse they use, Revelation 7:16. They shall neither hunger anymore, nor thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat, for the lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living waters, a fountain, Living fountains of water. It doesn't not really say here that you won't have an appetite or desire. It just says it it will be met. And when I think about eating, I think about uh, a desire or appetite for it. it. There's nothing wrong with, I think, being hungry and thirsty if it's freely available for you. Those of you that have been on the cruise, you know how it's just freely available all the time. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it. I believe that God gave us hunger and thirst, but he wants to, us to enjoy satisfying that desire that he placed on, inside of us. So I don't believe that Jesus ate uh, just because he, uh, he was already full didn't eat it. I believe there was a hunger and desire there. I don't believe we're going to be at the marriage supper and lamb say, I'm not hungry. I don't want anything. This body doesn't need it. I don't believe it's going to be that way. I believe we're all going to be uh, digging in. <laughs> this is one of the questions teenage, one of the teenagers asked me last week. So I'm going to answer it. What about digestion and elimination? I have to admit, I've never been asked that question before, but I thought, you know, if it was asked, it's worth answering. My first uh, initial answer right off the bat was there will be no toilets or sewage systems in heaven, and I really didn't have a scriptural precept for that, and I always like to have a, <laughs> a scriptural basis, and um, I'll just tell you what I found. I didn't find anything. But do I believe that God can cause us to eat food enjoy food and somehow cause that to disappear eliminate the process of the digestion elimination? I do. Uh, and this is just me and what I believe, but I don't believe we're going to be dealing with that in heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> there will be no indigestion <laughs> when you eat. You're not gonna eat any food that wasn't quite right, not cooked right, or anything. There'll be none of that. So enough of that. We're <laughs> we're gonna move on from that. Uh, I, I did think about this. Did Adam and Eve have these processes? And just my mind and thinking, and yes, they did. And every single person born into this earth has digestion elimination. But I believe our resurrected body, I believe that process can be eliminated. Could be wishful thinking, but you know. <laughs> Will we drink coffee in heaven? <laughs> well, I think we got the answer to that one. Well, God made coffee. Coffee grows in the earth. It, it makes sense to me. And, you know, it says that Jesus ate and, and drank. I believe that there will be a array of coffees. I believe there will be so many teas and so many different drinks and, uh, that we'll enjoy. Fruit. you talking about fruit juice. That it's just, you know, the tree of life. There's uh, 12 different fruit on the tree of life. Let me tell you that that fruit juice from it, heavenly! <laughs> it's gonna be great. to be good stuff. So uh, yes, I, I believe that there is coffee in heaven. And let me let me say this: the the dream I had with Ellen's mom when I uh, saw her and she came up before she had a conversation with me and she was. Um, it was actually some things um, about Ellen. They were, they were best friends, so it was a very tough, tough thing for her, her mom dying. But um, she told me some things, and then she reached into her pocket, and she had a pill. I'll never forget. She said, at that time, I drank Dr. Pepper. That was my drink of choice. And... Um, she said, "Jesus allowed me to to bring this to you uh, from heaven." And she said, uh, "And she said the drinks there are just out. That's where everything is." And anyway, she gave me this little pill, and she said, "It, it tastes kind of like a Dr Pepper." And I said, "Well, sure." So i was excited. You know, I'm gonna take something from heaven and take it, and and I go, uh, "You remember the commercial on the what was where you? Uh, it may have been a gum commercial and sparks and all this. It's just going off, you know." It's like you've you've entered a new realm or something. I took this, I go, oh, I mean, it was like, it was so good. It was one of those you just, I can't take it, it's so good. That's the way it was. This is so good. I said, I can tell a little bit of Dr. Pepper there, but man, this is, and she's just smiling. I said, yeah, I know. And then she left. So I, I, I'm telling you, whew, there's coffee and Dr. Peppers and all kinds of things Things there. They were good. Is there male and female in heaven? And I, I believe there is because there's no record of Jesus' resurrected body where he, was, he became neutral or anything like that. He was still male. So I, yes, I believe there is male and female in heaven. Will we wear clothes? And uh, Adam and Eve did not. Well, the, it's true, they did not. And the, the Bible says that we'll wear robes. And it's not because of shame or, or, or temptation or anything, but God chose us to have robes. And I'm happy that he, he said robes. <laughs> and it's not those type of robes you get in the hospital for air conditioning in the back. <laughs> These... Are, <laughs> Those robes aren't good for anything. I, these will be beautiful. Or are they just white? I've thought about that. And there's one place found in the Bible that said angels had gold sashes. And when Jesus comes back to second coming, says that his robe will be dipped in blood. So it's going to be red. It's, you know, do I believe there's different colors? Absolutely. I believe there... And you look at the robes that the, uh, the priest wore, and we're all now priests before the Lord. Um, it was decked out. I, I believe there's going to be beautiful robes, and there will be uh, many different uh, styles and everything. That part is just what I believe. But with, it-, it does seem to say that, you know, it'll be the robes. Will we all be the same age and uh, I couldn't find anything on this. And uh, people that have experience going to heaven coming back, they say everyone looks younger or kind of at their prime. I'll throw this out there. It's kind of a, a little thing, a um, little theory that I have. Uh, when did Jesus get his resurrected body? 33 and a half. So there's a little bit more thinking to that than I'm giving you about something you can chew on. I kind of believe we'll have you reach 33 and a half. When I had the dream of our daughter that um, we'd had a miscarriage, she was a teenager. She had actually grown up in heaven. She was a teenager. Uh, I looked at, at the age that she looked at and went back to the years and said, she has grown. It's like she's grown every year. Which may brings up another question: Is there time in heaven? There is. There is. And uh, anyway, that's uh, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> if you'll bow your heads, my question for you is: Where will you spend your forever? It's your choice. God gives us a choice. And he won't force us to make that decision. He wants us to make the decision. But we need to choose. Choose him. And it doesn't matter what you've done. doesn't matter what you've been through. He loves you. And he wants you to be a part of his family. He's a family man. A family God. He is the God man. The Lord Jesus Christ. He went to the cross and He died for you. He took all of your sins. He took all the shame. He took all the guilt. He took everywhere, every place that you missed God, that you've blown it. Every wrong thought, every wrong motive, every wrong action, He took for you and He took the curse. All you have to do is receive Him as Lord and Savior. Let Him lead your life. Let Him guide your life. Follow after Him. Surrender to Him today. And call Him your Lord and Savior. That's you. If no one looking around, say, that's me. Would you lift your hand? Or maybe you prayed this before, but you know you're not in fellowship with God and you need to be. Would you just lift your hand? we'll pray together. Let's all say, dear Lord, thank you. For the cross. Thank you for dying for me. I believe. That you're my Lord. And my Savior. And you paid the debt. For all my sins. I ask you into my heart. Into my life. I'll follow you. All the days of my life. No turning back. I'm going with you. I thank you for loving me. And I thank you for that heaven, that place you prepared for me. I give you honor and give you glory in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said amen and amen. I stand up. Go out and worship this morning. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.